Hey everybody, welcome back to the Out of Office podcast. I'm Fiona Thomas, I am your host, I am the author of the book Out of Office, your guide to freelancing. Oh, that was a squeaky chair. (laughs) Not a trumping incident. Um, Welcome back to the podcast. I am recording this just a few days after launching my writing course or writing accountability program called Inspire Write Repeat. So it launched on, I had an early access on the 26th of April and then on the 27th it was open to everyone, like general sale was open, I guess you would call it general sale. I've never really figured out the, the correct language. But anyway, the point is, it, it sold out. There was 15 places available and it sold out in less than 36 hours and now I don't say that to be like bragging I'm just literally still in shock like um I feel like I've invested a lot of time in my courses and my digital marketing um and like promoting my business and really getting clear on my messaging on social media but but I was really really shocked in fact I actually sent my friend Joe, I sent her a message like the week before launch saying like I'm really really worried like <laughs> and I think like I think it's important to share this kind of stuff with with you to, so that you know that I'm not um, as confident as maybe it looks like on the outside. I sent her a message and I was like I'm just really worried. I'm, I feel like I'm reading the room and that nobody wants this course. I feel like um, in England all the restrictions are easing so I feel like nobody wants to invest in kind of hobbies anymore everybody's just ready to go out and socialize and go to the pub and stuff um, in this course the program takes place on a Wednesday evening for three months and I was like I don't think anybody wants it um and I wasn't I didn't feel like I was getting many clicks on uh, onto the the sales page wasn't a lot of people in my dm saying like oh I can't wait to book so all that to say I was just I was really in shock that it sold out so so quickly um and I had like a week's worth of content planned and basically didn't have to use any of it I had instagram lives planned with people that I just cancelled <laughs> so I was very surprised and uh, I think everyone like everyone was really supportive when when I announced that it sold out in thirty six hours, and it had a lot of people kind of asking me for my insight on how how I managed to do it and how I managed to make it work. Um, and I don't think I don't think that I can pinpoint one particular thing that really that really pushed people into buying the course. I keep calling it a course; it's not really a course because there's no teaching element. It's like an accountability program. Um, where we just show up every week and we we write together, but you have me as a support, a support person kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I don't feel like there's one thing that I can really pinpoint that worked. But I think that is the case with marketing. Like that generally is like, um, the sum of all parts. It's like all the things working together in harmony that make sure that you actually sell sell your thing. But anyway, I got a lot of people asking me like what I had done and how how I felt I had managed to make it such a success so I thought I would record a podcast episode on that very topic. So I'm going to take you through my thought process on 
all the steps I took to market, inspire, write, repeat. Sorry if you can hear him. Um, <laughs> you can hear like uh, construction work in the background. Um, we've, I've just moved house. Me and my husband have just bought our first ever home. It's wonderful. Um, but we are, it is a new build, so we're on, um, not a building site, but you know, there are houses being built around us, so there might be some like background noise, but it's not, it's not going to detract from the topic, so yeah, I think it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm going to take you through the, my process of, um, how I kind of came up with my plan for marketing the course. I'm going to do that in this episode and then I think because there's quite a lot to talk about I made I made a lot of notes and I'm just looking at them now and I've got like two pages of notes so I think this episode I'll talk about like kind of overall strategy and then in the next episode I'll talk um, in particular about the planning and scheduling that I did on Instagram because if you don't follow me on Instagram um, you should go and follow me now I'm at Fiona likes to blog on there and I I'm on Instagram a lot. That is where I get a lot of my clients, a lot of my customers. It's where my kind of brand sits um, the strongest. I feel like it's really easy to get my voice across on there, on stories and captions. Uh, I feel like I've got my branding pretty much down on there. So I did put a lot of my marketing efforts into Instagram because it's tried and tested and I know that it works. I know that's where my audience are I know that's where they hang out and I know that's where we have conversations and I talk to them back and forth so um so I think the next episode will be dedicated specifically to Instagram in that episode I'm just going to take you through the background of the program and um, my thinking behind it and how I kind of set up my digital marketing strategy but before I do anything I want to give a shout out to Alice Benham because she taught has taught me like the majority of what I know about digital marketing like a lot of the stuff that I do is tried and tested through my own experience of being on Instagram and selling on Instagram selling on my website um and on via email marketing all that stuff I've learned from you know being freelance for like four years but um I also worked with her when I launched Inspire Right Repeat the first time round. So I launched it in November and I had three sessions with her, which really helped me lay the foundations of the strategy that I implemented this time round as well. So um, just in case you think that I have like, that I'm just this master of digital marketing and that I've pulled all this stuff out of my brain, I definitely didn't. A lot of it is, is guidance that I have been given from Alice. So if you're looking for one-to-one support, I would highly, highly recommend booking um, a call with Alice. I did three sessions with her, but I think she has introduced one-off sessions that you could do now. So if you were just looking for some, um, some guidance highly recommend that I'll leave a link to her website in the show notes of this episode so shout out to Alice because she helped me like I say launch the first time round and what happened was we um, we spoke on zoom and I got access to all those recordings so what I did this time round was I, I listened to those one of the one of the conversations that we had I listened to it again and it just gave me more ideas for content this time round also shout out to Chloe Slade she 
runs Vibe and Flow um, and she does a lot of coaching and courses uh, and she has a journal all around manifestation and I had a call with her again when I, when I launched Inspire Right Repeat last year and uh, she really helped me to understand that my mindset is very important when I'm launching um, something that I just hadn't really considered before even though I am like a big advocate for mental health and taking care of your mind I hadn't really thought about um, the impact that selling and marketing can have on your mindset and how also vice versa how if you have your mindset in the right place then it all filters through to how you show up online so um, I had a call with her last year and it just really helped me prioritize things that make me feel um kind of aligned with my offering so to me inspire right repeat it's all about creativity it's all about um, giving yourself permission to do the writing and the style of writing that really makes you feel like you so um based on that I really prioritize like journaling reading um yeah lots of writing over the launch period because I know that that's the stuff that really fills up my creative cup so just wanted to shout out Chloe um also a <laughs> shout out to Maddie who um, has been scheduling doing some social media scheduling for me recently and Michelle Gately who also helped me create some Instagram graphics most of which didn't actually get used in launch because they were all um they were all <laughs> scheduled for um the week of launch and actually um we didn't get to use it because we sold out but um thanks to Michelle for that and thanks to Joe Hooper who actually has just been like a a really good pal and she's listened to me um kind of complain throughout the process and like vent <laughs> so just just to say that like it really does take a village to launch is that like a really cringe thing to say um but it's not I didn't do it all myself I invested in in time with other people so I just felt like that was worth saying so that you don't think that I'm this super human person that can do it all by myself because I can't so first thing I want to say is um, Inspire Rate Repeat, like I said I launched it before, this is my second time launching so I think that's worth bearing in mind that I didn't sell out the first time round. I think I sold 10 places last year um, and this year I managed to sell 15 and I had to cap it at that because um, I only have capacity for that many students. So it's the second time round so I feel like um, I already had a lot of the content ideas in place. I already knew what the what the program was going to be, what it was going to feel like. So I had a lot more experience to actually talk to people about what it would be like and to explain that through my content. Also worth pointing out that I tweaked the program slightly. So the one that I ran in November was a six month program, and it, w- it was um, almost six hundred pounds. So a big investment for people, you know, time-wise and financially. Uh, And this time round, I decided to make it just a three-month programme because that felt more doable for me. Six months is quite a long time. I found um, in the six-month programme that, like, people were starting to lose motivation and it was hard to kind of keep the momentum up. So I thought, I'll try it again with three months, which means that it was cheaper and more accessible time-wise so I do think that it's worth noting that because I think that did play into the the reason why it sold out so quickly was because it maybe wasn't as much of a considered purchase for people because it was it was half the price um yeah in my like 
I was just, like I said before, I was just, I was really worried about this launch. I really felt like, um, you know, I really believe in the programme. I really believe in the results that it gets. But I really was scared that people weren't going to sign up and that people didn't want it, that it wasn't right for this time. But I'm so, I'm so glad that I just did it anyway, because it just goes to show that you really, you really have no clue what people want. Um, and I think it was Alice Benham that actually said to me, like, a lot of the people who buy from you, um, you don't, you don't actually interact with them. Like they're just kind of watching you from a distance. They're watching your stories. They're reading your emails. They don't necessarily like people don't come up and tell you, "I'm going to buy your thing." <laughs> so that's worth bearing in mind when you launch. Is that if you're if you're not having those conversations with people, don't. That's not necessarily a signal that people aren't interested because they're just watching from afar. And when people buy, they you know they're going to buy because they just buy. Like that's how, that's how you know it's successful. So to give you an idea of time scales, I knew in December that I was going to launch Inspire Rate Repeat um, in April. I knew that that's what I was going to do. I knew I was going to launch it in April and then let it run from May, June, July. I just, I kind of have my, I think this comes from being, having been in business for a couple of years now, that I kind of know what times of year people are more likely to buy and when things are quiet, when things are busy. And August does tend to be like the month where a lot of people are on holiday. So people aren't buying and they're also, they're just not available to take part in things. So a lot of the time like workshops um, and courses and stuff, people just aren't available to do it at that kind of time. But then in September they are. So I kind of worked backwards from August and I knew that I wanted the course to end in July. So yeah, that's how I'd kind of planned out my year. And then I know I'm going to relaunch again in September. So I knew that from the, looking at the year that I could launch Inspire Rate Repeat twice. And I thought, I feel like I thought kind of tactically about when to launch. So if you, just something to bear in mind when you are launching a new service or an offering. Um, think about the time of year that you're going to offer it. And is that a time of year that people actually have capacity in their schedule or have budget so for example I wouldn't launch a high priced offering around December or January because it's Christmas time everyone's busy spending money on Christmas presents nights out and all that kind of thing so I just wouldn't launch a high priced item at that time I just don't think it would work for me so I started thinking about the marketing strategy for inspire rate repeat in <laughs> I want to say January like I think I had it in my diary to think about it in January um, and then my mental health wasn't that great and then I launched find your voice um, in February so it wasn't until mid-March that I started really thinking about well I'd say early March that I started thinking about content planning and I blocked out I think about three days just to, again, to give you a timescale of like all the kind of run up that went into this, all the, the kind of work behind the scenes, I gave myself three days to just sit down and think about what is all the information that I need to communicate to people to make sure that they are in the mentally in the headspace to understand what Inspire Rate Repeat is, to understand how it would help them and to know the basics of how it works and, and, and what the investment is and, and how it would work week to week. So... What I did was I basically got a notepad out and I just wrote down 
all this stuff that I wanted to talk to my audience about and one of the things that I spoke to Alice about last year was she she asked me um, when you're when you're um, selling inspire right repeat to people where does it sit on the pain or pleasure scale so you know they say people buy either because they want to feel <laughs> they want to feel pleasure or they want to alleviate a pain so like you buy a plaster because you need to fix something painful but then you buy chocolate because you want to experience the pleasure or maybe you're hungry and you've got the pain of hunger and you want to solve that so it's obviously not like cut and dry like one thing or the other but you can kind of get an idea of what what side of the scale that you are speaking to when you're promoting your service and mine was definitely the pleasure side I, I said it doesn't inspire right repeat is a very practical course because you show up every week and you write and you do the work but it doesn't necessarily solve a specific problem it's not like I can show you how to do x y and z and um, it's more about committing to the time sitting down and writing every week being part of a community and you then get the pleasure of having done the work and finally dedicating time to your creative passion and then to see the the payoff of that and that you you know you blog more regularly or you write a first draft of your novel so so I was very much like I want to speak to the pleasure thing and talk about all the great things that writing can give you and then in in turn what inspired write repeat can give you because all it does is it forces you to sit down and write and you get all the pleasure from that so so I'm just looking at the list now that I wrote when I was brainstorming and I wrote down all the positive things that I could talk about around writing so um, I wrote um, like why having writer friends is really important the benefits of writing regularly um, I also wanted to share some success stories from from Inspire Write Repeat and the fact that um, you know like Rachel has started writing her newsletter every week um, Shan has started blogging every week Karen's been journaling um, Marguerite has written a short story like all the positive things that can come out of writing more regularly I wanted to talk about that talk a little about a bit about how writing is is all about finding time for you and how it's about giving yourself giving yourself space to do the things that you actually love and then um things like how writing with pen and paper is really good for finding your voice how journaling is really good for building self-confidence like I just really focused on the kind of the pleasure side of things and wrote down as much as I possibly could about that and then I did also brainstorm a bit around the the pain side of things but not in a not in a horrible way I basically just wanted to kind of poke fun at all the kind of all the reasons why we don't write and like all the procrastination that we do all the excuses we make so I brainstormed some of that and then I'll talk about that more in the next episode but I definitely used that to um, create my reels on Instagram because I think reels is um, a good place to kind of um, be relatable and validate people's feelings so I did a big brainstorming session and then also what I did was I went through like my content from the last launch and picked out things that I felt I could use again so you you probably wouldn't have noticed but I actually copied and pasted a few captions from the first launch into the second launch and just tweaked them slightly and updated them and made them slightly different so I don't think there's any shame in doing that 
if you've already got existing content that you know you can recycle. So then after I had my kind of brain dump of all the, the stuff that I wanted to talk about, I also then sat down and, and decided what platforms am I going to use to communicate this message. Um, obviously Instagram was going to be my number one because I know that's where people are most engaged, that's where it's easiest to get people to click through to my website and buy, that's the place where I can talk to people if they've got any questions about the course. So I knew Instagram was going to be like my number one. And then the other two platforms that I chose were my podcast and email marketing. So I also have like other options I could have chosen would have been like Pinterest. I get a lot of clicks from Pinterest and Twitter. I've got like a a decent following on Twitter. I've got about 5,000 followers on there. So I could have chosen that, but I couldn't have, I knew I didn't have time or the energy or the want to focus on five five platforms. Um, So I just picked three. I picked the three that I felt were the most um, engaged for me and also felt like the the most fun for me to use because I love love recording podcasts, I love writing Instagram captions and I really like my email marketing. So I thought those three, just put all my my effort into those three um, and plug my content into those and see what fits. So starting with a podcast, I knew I wanted to start with a podcast prep first because that is... um, Obviously, I've released these weekly, so to get the the most bang for my buck, I knew I wanted to do four podcast episodes that would um, that would match up or tie in nicely with the launch. So, hopefully, you will have noticed over the like the last four episodes at the end of each episode or within the episode, I have like quite a clear call to action where I say to you um, that Inspire Right Repeat is launching. And that you could click the link in the show notes if you wanted to learn more and join the waitlist. So um, I set up that that strategy from the from the get-go, but every episode that I posted wasn't like I didn't all of a sudden make this a writing podcast, which I'll be honest, like I have <laughs> I have thought about that. Like I do I love talking about writing. Um I don't know if I could make a whole podcast about it. But I knew like this is my this is my podcast about out of office as a freelancing podcast so I knew I had to make topics that would still be helpful to the audience but also for any writers out there that would maybe then use that as a as a kind of jumping off point to maybe consider taking part in a course so so I picked the the topics for the last four episodes to kind of loosely um tie in with inspire rate repeat so I chose a mental health topic which was my strategies for coping with stress depression stress depression and anxiety because I wanted to talk about how writing has really helped with that um my falling in love with freelancing again again that was linked into me kind of allowing creativity back into my life so I thought that's something that was a good conversation starter and then the other two podcasts were using your blog to get more clients, which obviously using your blog, I wanted to remind people that blogging is a really good um, a good platform to have and a good tool to have as a freelancer, so that any budding writers might be interested, and then growing your online platform. Um, again, it kind of tying into, you know, writing, like using your email marketing, using your blog and all that as part of your business. So it, it wasn't like direct selling of, of me talking about the course and, you know, giving you like a sales pitch. It was just me kind of 
if you if you envisage like a big circle, like the outer circle, and it gets closer and closer into the launch date, and the outer circle, it's really just kind of like raising awareness about the course. So um, instead of me just plucking, because I could have just re- done podcasts about any topic that I wanted, but basically I'm just trying to think a bit more strategically, like how what tweaks could I make to the podcast so that they kind of gently point towards Inspire, Rate, Repeat and build awareness of Inspire, Rate, Repeat a month out of, of launch day. So launch, I think a lot of people think launching is like a week, two weeks, but for me really it did start a full month before the doors open, but it, did, it wouldn't have appeared that way from the outside and I think that's the best way to do it is that you're actually just very subtly um, reminding people that you're working on this this course or this offering and it's going to be coming out soon so this could work for you if you are working on um, like I'm, I'm actually working with an author at the moment who is writing a book and their book isn't out until the end of the year and I was like this is brilliant because you've got six months to just gently start talking about your book, start talking about the topics that are coming up. Um, and it's not about telling people, I've got a book, I've got a book in every single post that you put up or every single podcast episode. It's actually about just talking about all the topics that surround that. So you could just be talking about like why you started writing, um, how you got your book deal, um, how you got into the your line of work that you've now written the book about there's so much scope for just like gently nudging people towards the product or the service eventually you don't have to do that when you're like weeks and weeks out from the launch date so just something to bear in mind so that was the um that was the podcast and I did that all quite far ahead of time because I knew I'd have to like edit them and upload them and schedule them and do all the um create the images and the, the sound bites and all of that there's just like a lot of admin that goes into after the podcast recording so I did that really far ahead of time and then something like an important thing that I did this time that I didn't do when I launched Inspire Repeat the last time is that I was very strategic about not just creating the podcast and putting them up there but actually actively promoting the podcast so I know that um it sounds like two layers of work because a podcast is or in my case like the podcast is supposed to act as um marketing for my services so the podcast is supposed to bring people to me to buy my stuff um but not I don't have like a huge amount of listeners on the podcast although we did just um crack six and a half thousand listens which I'm incredibly proud of and very very happy with but I'm always trying to build that so I and scheduled it into my plan that part of my Instagram and my email marketing strategy would be to point people towards the podcast so I'm like marketing within my marketing <laughs> very very meta but but the reason I do that is because it's not it's not like you're just pushing someone like from one sales thing to another sales thing it's because to me podcasting is such a um it's a, it, it feels like <laughs> I don't know how to say this without sounding weird it sounds like a more intimate relationship like I feel like even though you don't talk back to me it does feel like a conversation I feel like I have space to really talk about a topic in a lot of detail obviously like I'm at 
27 minutes just now, this podcast probably going to end up being like 35, 40 minutes long. There's no way I could pack all this information into an email or into an Instagram caption. So if I can get people who follow me on Instagram or read my emails to get them to listen to the podcast, I'm just building up that um, relationship and I'm letting people know what I'm like and what my interests are, what my area of expertise is. So building that um, extra level of trust so that hopefully you guys who listen are much more likely to um, buy my book or book um, book onto one of my workshops or on my programs because you actually you know stuff about me and you know that you can trust me and you know that I'm you know I'm actually going to teach you something of interest so so yeah I knew that I wanted the podcast to be a much more integral part of the strategy this time round and and for that reason I've been trying really hard to build up um, the amount of people who get to listen to the podcast so with that in mind if you are listening to this episode and you you like it and you want to share the love do me a huge favour and um, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram or tag me on social media somewhere and just let people know that you listen to the podcast and you enjoy it because the more people that listen to the podcast then the happier I am and if you don't want to make me happy then I don't know what you're doing here because you validate me (laughs) you validate me by listening so yeah shout about the podcast if you like it it really helps so I basically just made sure that I had um, some graphics ready to go on Instagram so every Wednesday on Instagram I had like a little graphic saying this is what the new podcast episode's about go and listen if you want to hear more and then on a Wednesday I also send out an email to my list um, and say hey there's a new podcast episode so I made that part of my schedule and that was part of the plan to make sure I did it consistently every week again it's not to say like I probably wouldn't be this organized I'm definitely not this organized and this focused on strategy at other points of the year but it was just because in the lead up to launch I wanted to put in as much effort as possible and obviously it did pay off so don't don't think that I'm like this every (laughs) every day of the year I'm definitely not there's definitely weeks where I don't bother sending out an email to my list and I forget to promote stuff on on the podcast or on Instagram so don't feel like you have to be doing this all the time but pre-launch it's definitely worked for me. I also um, outsourced to like I said before to Maddie and she has been scheduling all my tweets so um, um, basically I've kind of tasked her with promoting the podcast on Twitter so if you go onto my Twitter account Fiona it's at Fiona likes you'll you'll see there's a lot of tweets about the podcast and that's because Maddie has kind of taken control of that and she's done a really really good job and it's definitely helping um get the listens up similar um in my email marketing basically I kind of from all the topics that I brainstormed I picked out some and decided to make that as part of my email marketing campaign and I don't send loads and loads of emails I know that some people send like two emails um two or three emails a week or like one email a day that's not me once a week maybe twice um and I do like to keep them relatively short but I do like to make them quite personal so I'll give you like an insight into what's going on in my life or what I'm struggling with at the moment 
Um, some because sometimes I'll talk about like I wrote a, pos- a podcast. I wrote a email a few weeks ago about going to the dump because I was like, I just love going to the dump. <laughs> and it wasn't really related to anything. Uh, so, and I'm fine with that. Like, I quite like a, a rambly email just when I feel like it. Um, but for the month leading up to launch, I was like, no, they've all got to be focused and they've all got to be related in some way to writing. Bear in mind, not sales emails. They're not an email where I just tell you, here's what Inspire Write Repeat is, buy my stuff. That doesn't work for me until we're actually at the point where you can buy. I think I think um, bom- bombarding people with information about like how your service works, um, how they can buy, how much it costs, the the logistics of how they would sign up. If this if the thing hasn't launched yet and they can't actually take action to click a button and follow through, I think that's kind of pointless I think it does kind of turn people off I think it's better to talk speak to your um, audience about the actual benefits that will give them or the problem that it will solve so say you are a photographer I always use a photographer as an example let me think of a different example okay so say you're a makeup artist and you are launching like a new you're, you're like opening up slots to do people's makeup for, um, I don't know, like August and it's, it's April now um, and you know, people can't book yet but you just want to get people ready to know that when your slots open up they'll really want to book with you. So you could be writing emails about here's like, here's how to do soap brows. I'm really obsessed with soap brows at the moment. <laughs> totally unrelated basically. I mean, you probably know this. It's because I'm older that I've only just learned this. You just like brush soap through your brows and it like makes them kind of spiky. Um, or you could be like, here's like my f- top five favourite red lips. Um, so you're not directly pointing to the fact that you're going to be selling this thing in a few months or a few weeks. You're just building up that trust. And I think email list is a really good way to do that. Um, I think direct selling in emails is really good, but it shouldn't you don't want every email to be like a hard sell. Um, if you want to know more about email marketing, I actually recorded a Instagram live with Lorna Scully, who is an email marketing queen. She also has a podcast called Digital Discussions. I'll link the Instagram live. Um, I'm just writing it down so I don't forget. Um, I'll link the Instagram live in the show notes and you can go and have a, a watch because we had a good conversation about email marketing and we did a skill swap and she taught me a little bit about email marketing and it's why I've started to really be consistent with my email is my conversation that I had with her. Um, so if you want to know more about emails, definitely go and watch that. So so yeah, I did my brainstorm, I got all my content ideas down, speaking to either that pain or that pleasure, thinking about validating people's feelings, um, about how they feel around a problem. Um, and then chose my platforms which were podcast, Instagram and email marketing recorded and scheduled all my podcasts for the month um, planned how I was going to promote the podcast and also brainstormed my ideas for 
email marketing. Another thing that I did in my emails, which you, which is a nice subtle thing to do if you're building up to a launch and you don't feel like it's the time to start talking about the offering yet, is I just put a little bit at the end of my email. So I had my, my email, like whatever story I was telling, and then put like from fee. And then I just, after my name, I just put a little PS. And it said PS, um, inspire, write, repeat, launches on the 26th of April um, you can join the waitlist here and that's all I did and I got so many people signing up to the waitlist from just that little PS at the end so it's a good way if you are gearing up to a launch but you're still a few weeks out and you just want to let people know that something new is coming that's a really good way to do it and one of the things that Alice Benham um, talks about a lot is the is the pre-launch phase and about um, kind of teasing the fact that you are launching something. I think that's something that a lot of people don't do and I think I definitely implemented that a lot more this time and it definitely worked. So just little things like on my Instagram saying like, oh I'm like working on the sales copy for Inspire Right Repeat or and brainstorming content for Inspire Right Repeat, like just showing those little behind the scenes, like you can definitely do that when you're in the middle of launching something new. Um, it do, like don't keep it all under wraps. I think showing behind the scenes is such an easy way to just remind people that you're launching something new and get them excited. Um, so there's that kind of stage where you tease people, um, like tease them in and then also then there's the hype stage where you start to get people really hyped up and something that um I listened to Alice Benham and Chloe Slade talk about because they have a launch course as well which I haven't done but I'm sure is amazing Um, they talk a lot, a lot about bright, like you bring the energy so if you want people to feel a certain way about your offerings then you have to set that tone and you have to set the tone of like being really excited about it um, and that's something that I have definitely tapped into did it with the last Inspire Right Repeat launch did it with Find Your Voice and I did it this time round and I even had it written on my wall with a little post-it note that just said you bring the energy and I think it's such a simple mindset shift but it really goes a long way because if you show up with the energy of panic and fear oh my god this isn't going to sell this is rubbish nobody wants to hear about me I'm just going to shut up I'm going to stop talking about this then I do think that can come across so the more that you can kind of like nurture your own positivity and kind of cultivate your own sense of confidence around your offering then I think that can make a huge huge difference and I think in that pre-hype stage one of the is such a simple thing but it really really helped was having a wait list for people to sign up to and I think I got about 30 people signed up to the wait list and um, it, first of all it feels good it feels really good to know that people are signing up to the waitlist it, um, it also it get, like, gives you an idea of how many people might take part also it's just really really helpful to give people a call to action because if you like if I see someone talking about um, a course I'm like oh that sounds really good that sounds really fun and then they say oh it's not on sale for another two weeks I just kind of turn away and forget about it. Like I'm not going to remember to go back to that person's website and check if it's there. So having a 
call to action is really good because if your marketing gets them really excited um, and really motivated to take part, then they're much more likely to click on that button and sign up to the waitlist. So then you've kind of you've kind of hooked them in and you've captured them so that when you've got anything else to say about the thing that you're launching, you can you can email them and tell them. So having that call to action there, it's not a, it doesn't seem like an important part. It doesn't seem like it's that it's really going to make that big of a difference, but I think it really does because you've got this group of people then on a waitlist. And like I say, I only had about 30 people um but I had 30 people who I knew were at least a little bit interested in signing up. So I could then deliver them all the information they needed about how much it costs, how to sign up. This is how it works. This is what you get. So I could deliver them that information, um, you know, gently. I wasn't like emailing people every day. I just did it like they got early access, basically. I think early access is a really good thing as well because it makes sure that the people who really want a place get a place and also I didn't mean for this to happen but I do think having early access got a lot of other people very excited to join the next day when I actually did open the door so so I had five people sign up um off the wait list I think I think it was five people signed up on the on the early access day on the Monday and then an additional 10 people signed up when the doors actually opened so definitely if you can have a wee wait list I think that's really really helpful um yeah just such a simple thing but I think it makes a huge difference cool I think that is like everything I've got to say about the overall kind of strategy slash approach that I had to launching inspire right repeat for the second time round, and then in next week's episode, I'm going to dig deeper into the the planning and the scheduling of my Instagram content. So I'll talk about um, how I use the platform, what I spoke about in the kind of hype stage, what I spoke about in launch week, um, yeah, what I've learned about using Instagram to launch and how it worked for me. So hopefully you find that helpful. If you did, remember to give me a wee shout out on Instagram definitely if you've got a wee second please give us a wee review uh, on whatever app you're using to download your podcast and remember you can get out of office the book on freelancing wherever you get your books um and that's all i have to say on the topic i hope you're having a good day and i'll see you next week bye